Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are, I hope you're having a good day. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. The skies are changing. It's getting slightly cooler, but it's still hot. We're going from summer to the fall, at least here in Canada. So welcome to Innovate, the podcast where hopefully I give you some bits of information that help your life be a little bit better, and I'll let you be the judge of that. So this is the second episode of season two, and today I wanted to talk about the need for fitting in, and the way that the world is currently is, and the way that it's moving. We've been experiencing globalization for many years, and I'm about 20-something years old, and I would say for the vast majority of that, the world has been moving towards a global world. And life is pretty much socialization, and wherever you end up on the globe, you're going to have to interact with people, and they may have very diverse experiences, backgrounds, knowledge, and understandings of the world. And when two people with very diverse experiences interact, it could either be a very highly creative and productive conversation and interaction, or it can lead to two parties hating each other because of lack of understanding. And because much of life is socialization, I wanted to talk about why we need to fit in and understanding that it is also a skill and a tool to be able to fit in to any population or with any group of people around the world. However, whenever you're joining any group, there are always consequences that can come or arise from that. But there's a lot of benefits. And I'm hoping that in this episode, you'll be able to take away a few a few lessons that can help you better socialize and become more highly adaptable by having an open mind. So growing up, I've lived in four different countries and each of those countries had a different religious majority. They also had very diverse cultural experiences. The food was different. The language was different. The homogeneity of the population was different. And in each of the countries that I've lived in, I thoroughly enjoyed my time. There were definitely moments where I did not understand the culture and because of that, I was hesitant to engage in some kind of activities. But for the most part, I was able to be open-minded, but I was also an outsider. I was always considered an outsider And it it was difficult for the start because, you know, you just want to have friends. When you're a little 10-year-old child, you just want to have friends, but people have labeled you and you're an outsider and you don't fit in. Even though you may be the same skin color as them, you may be able to speak the same language as them, you're still not them. And for the first few years, when I went to to India for my first, the second country that I ever lived in, it was... It was just like, you're not one of us. You are a non-resident of India in NRI, and that's who you are. And it was like, okay, that's that's fine with me. 
I'm I was born in Zambia, I was raised in Zambia. I can be Zambian, that's completely fine. But we'll backtrack a little bit. And in Zambia I had experienced the same thing because I was born to Indian parents or immigrants. I wasn't Zambian, but I was born in Zambia and I was told that I was Zambian. I sung Zambian national anthem. My friends were Zambian. I I eat the Zambian food. Unfortunately, my parents didn't let me learn the local language and I didn't have a requirement because most people spoke English and they still do speak English in the country. So I didn't learn the language, but I always thought I was Zambian, but I was never considered to be a Zambian. Following my journey after India, I went to Malaysia and there I think I was accepted a bit more because one third of the population was Indian. Uh, when, when I say Indian here, I'm referring to East Indian. So I was a bit more accepted, but as soon as I told people that I wasn't from Malaysia, it was like, oh, you're an outsider. And you could, you could see it in the way that they interact with you for the first couple of interactions. But eventually after those interactions, it, they would be more accepting of who you are and the fact that you're an international student, uh, but would still be willing to engage with you and you didn't have to go and find an international group of people to befriend only. However, during my time in Malaysia is when I really started to realize how important it was to fit in and how these how this happens automatically and we just end up becoming adaptive and we adapt to the situation around us but when you become aware of it it becomes very interesting to, to notice this and to realize this and I first started to realize this when I started to add in slang words that the locals used in their everyday conversations so for example, la was a very big term that it's just, for example, you say, I'm going to the cafe la, or what are you doing la? And it's, you, didn't, you don't really realize it, but then as I started to think about it, it's like, okay, so I've, adapt, I've adopted these words and I use them regularly. And then I started to think about it more and pay more attention to the way that I talk. And the words that I used, the tone of my use of the, of my words, they both changed, and my accent changed, and it started to sound very Malaysian, or Malay, but I don't want to use the word Malay because Malay is a set ethnic group in Malaysia, so I want to use the word Malaysian, but it may be politically incorrect. And and then I, when I went to Zambia, I would realize that my accent would change, the words that I use would change. And then I came to Canada. When I first came to Canada, because I'd gone to British school, it was a bit more, it was easier for me to fit in. And you know, people would hear me speak and they're like, you don't sound Indian or Zambian. And I'm like, that's because I'm not, I've had such a diverse experience that I'm more so just human. And that's what I would call myself. When people would ask me where you're from, I would say I'm from Zambia, but I'm actually just human. You know, I, I'm not Indian, I'm not Malaysian, I'm not Zambian, I'm, I'm just human because Everywhere I went, I was an outsider, and so then, in order to fit in, I just started to call myself a human because it's a common category that we can all share, and if we can all share that attribute, then you guys can accept me for who I am. 
And so I realized when I came to Canada that my accent changed, the words that I used changed. I was more conscious of the words that I was using. I was more eloquent, more formal. But then the people that I had exposure to were also, the, the way that they spoke, the terms that they used was also very different. And so I had started to adapt that and I picked up on that. And during my first year and second year, I had phone calls with friends from Zambia and they would be like, why do you sound so Canadian? Like you're not, you're Zambian. Stop pretending, stop acting, stop trying so hard. And I'd be like, it just happens. It's just the people that I interact with. And being an international student in a foreign country, it's just so much easier to befriend other international students because they understand your experiences and the difficulties that you may have or are having. And there's, because they've also experienced this phenomenon of being an outsider, they want to form a community and they have open arms and they take in anybody that wants to be a part of that community. And so from my international community, I had found my friends from Africa, the people that I would naturally just go and seek out because those are the people that I was, I first interacted with when I was growing up. So my closest friends are still from Africa, but I met them in Canada, which is interesting. But even when I talk with them and the words that I use with them and the comps, it, it sounds, there's a lot more of a African accent to it than when I speak at work, when I'm with my work colleagues, or even when I'm with my friends who are not of African descent or live there or culture. And just even in the same country, separated by a span of a couple of hours, if my accent could change, it helped me realize that by doing this, I was I enabled myself to interact with and be a part of a plethora of different groups of people. I learned that by having the difficulty of always being an outsider, I actually became highly adaptable. And sometimes these adaptive processes are just below the level of consciousness or my awareness, but they actually aided in my networking capabilities. And now I'm on this mission that, well, I was on and I'm still on it. And the reason I'm still on it is because of COVID. But last year in 2020, I'd started, I would wanted to start a networking journey where I would interact with people from various age demographics, um, cultural demographics, and just have conversations with them to gain more about their experiences. And I did this because I realized that in order to become highly adaptable, you have to have an open mind. And by having an open mind, you, you make the space to understand and become aware of the type of socialization or rather the cultural norm of this particular society that you're in. What is it like? How do they interact? What do they dress like? What do they eat? What do they talk about? All of these things start to become more prominent when you have an open mind and then you're able to 
not only interact with those cultural artifacts and items, but also to not fear them and to be curious and engage in those activities or actions and events. And by doing that, you break these barriers, at least perceived barriers of differences. Now, there are also physical barriers. And I think that by fighting racism, we're able to overcome that significantly. But it still exists and we're still fighting racism. And other forms of discrimination as well that may arise from physical traits. But a lot of it is perceived. And I think that people who have had experience to discrimination naturally are more hesitant to open up to other cultures who have discriminated against them. And I understand that can be very traumatic. But if we have this open mind, we can adapt so that the people that we're interacting with don't feel like we're different. Because when we're, when people realize that we're different is when we tensions arise and we start to highlight those differences some more and we start to find reasons to continue to be different. And while there is power in uniqueness and in being different, there is a lot of power in coming together and realizing that community can be created from diverse people and diverse and can consist of diverse experiences, diverse age, and other diverse demographics and psychographics. And recently I was reading about an article on diversity in organizations and we're so focused on a set number of diversity, for example, cultural diversity, perceived diversity, right, ethnic diversity, but there's, there's diversity beyond that. There's intellectual diversity, there's experiential diversity, there's age diversity. And so when we think about diversity, to actually bring about diversity, we need to, two requirements are there. One, people who are diverse need to have an open mind and need to be able to understand that they're coming into a particular type of social structure and they need to try to find ways to fit in because by bringing their entire culture into that new social structure that they're entering may be met with resistance. So it is not always wise to start with that, but rather to understand and accept the social structure or organization that we're entering, learn about it, adapt some of the traits that help us to fit in, and then introduce a diverse perspective or diverse culture. And that way, because you are now part of this group, the people in that group or the individuals in that group will also be more open because now you're not a threat. You are part of, you are something that's accepted. And when you're already accepted, the ideas that you propose are more easily accepted, even if they may be foreign or unique ideas that the group may not necessarily have welcomed if you were not already a quote insider. Now I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to tell you that we need to have insiders and outsiders. What I'm trying to say is that we need to cut the key right. And to cut the key right, you need to learn to become highly adaptable. And to become highly adaptable is a requirement to have an open mind. 
So now that I'm talking about socialization and getting into groups of where you can partake in certain activities um, or events, COVID has has definitely changed the way that social, we're going to socialize, and it has already. And post pandemic, when we go back to what we think is going to be normal, there's going to be a lot of different changes. And some people may have developed anxiety. Some people may have developed I don't want to say loneliness but or maybe loneliness but some people may have also developed a they want to be lonely they want to be alone and they're okay with it some people have been around people but may find it new hard to make new friends or meet new people and then there's people who are super excited to meet new people but they may be wanting to meet people based on how they've socialized in the past and we don't know if that's how everyone's going to be comfortable with with socializing when we're back out there and everything is opened up so i did want to just make a note that covid has had an impact on socialization but we should continue to be aware of that and understand how people may want to interact not everyone will be comfortable with shaking hands and not everyone will be comfortable with hugs right now or touching but hopefully we can overcome that and we can understand and observe and hopefully using mindfulness we can see that interaction is going to be unique and that it's all new for everyone and there will be some awkward moments but we'll overcome it and this is all just part of the learning and finally i want to talk about finding the right crowd when you socialize with any group, if you want to fit in, that's great. Do adapt, but don't lose yourself. And you should never try to fit into a crowd that does not accept you for who you are, even though that may not have been you have not not have entered that social group um, with your true traits, and you have may have actually entered into that social organization or group with hesitancy and you know, trying to fit in. Don't make that reason of fitting in be your only goal because you may lose yourself. And the reason that you should be highly adaptive and try and meet diverse groups of people is so that you can learn from them and they can learn from you. Because if you're only taking in information and you're not learning more about yourself or keeping your values and your foundation strong it can be very disruptive and if that happens it can have a negative impact on your mental health and that's not something that you necessarily want the second note that i want to make about finding the right people or the right crowd is that if you end up with the wrong crowd you may lose your values and you may end up engaging activities or events that you not did not necessarily align with from the start and that can lead you down to many other paths that can have very severe consequences. So when you are engaging with people, try to be mindful, try to be intentful of who are you engaging with? Why are you engaging with them? Are you contributing to, to them when you engage with them? And are they contributing to your life? And having such an open mind and being adaptable, you will definitely have 
greater social interactions with other people. And by fitting in, you'll be able to be more influential, more persuasive. And the perspectives that you'll gain from interacting with such diverse people will aid you greatly, not only in your future, but also now in the way that you see the world now. So I just want you, I want all the listeners to remember that it's okay if you're an outsider and it's okay if you're able, if you're highly adaptive and you fit in to every social group that you interact with. It's okay if your accent changes multiple times through depending on the people that you interact with or your geographical location. It's okay if you don't know and you're open to learning. It's okay if you don't know, but it's not okay if you don't want to know, especially when you should need to know. That being said, I hope you had a lovely week. This is another episode, and thank you for listening, and you'll receive, I hope you enjoy this one, and I'll drop another episode next week. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day, night, or evening.